Women-owned businesses account for a relatively small share of all businesses in Canada. According to the latest survey on financing and growth of small and medium enterprises through Statistics Canada, women accounted for 15.6% of all small and medium enterprises in 2017, a share that has been fairly stable over the past decade. Over the past few years, however, we have seen this trend increase as more and more women bring innovative products and services to market and making the transition into entrepreneurship. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Barnhouse, partner and lawyer in our Edmonton office. Welcome to my podcast, where I explore the topic of women in entrepreneurship and leadership and the ecosystem supporting the growth in this segment. Today, I'm joined by Marcella Mandeville, the CEO of AWE, Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, a non-for-profit organization dedicated to enabling women build successful businesses in Alberta. Well, thanks very much, Marcella, for, for joining us today. I'm really excited that we have a chance to chat with you. Um, and I, I, I've known you for a really long time in the work that we, we Dentons have done with uh, Alberta Women Entrepreneurs. But I wondered if you might just like to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and your role in the organization and maybe the organization's role in the bigger ecosystem of supporting entrepreneurs in Alberta. Great. Well, thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. I really appreciate it. I am originally from Yellowknife, so born in Yellowknife, but then lived in Mexico City, where my mom is from, and so have roots uh, across North America, and that has really influenced my love of international business, entrepreneurship, and just getting, getting into the world. A lot of my background is in international business and trade, which was predominantly male, uh, for most of my career in that area. And I came across AWE through a board that I was on with the CEO at the time. We connected and talked about some of the areas where I was working, uh, doing projects, helping build international awareness for Edmonton and Canadian companies. And we thought that it might be great to start to work together on different programming for Alberta women entrepreneurs to help women entrepreneurs explore new markets and to also build out some programming for uh, Indigenous women. So being Indigenous on my father's side, this was something really important to me as well. That's how I came to be at Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, and that's a really shortcut version of my career. It's been a long, windy journey, but Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, now as the CEO, it's, it's a thrill to lead an amazing team of professional people who are so motivated to help women entrepreneurs. And as an organization, we offer a variety of programs and services, and we have been around for 25 years. So we actually just celebrated our 25th anniversary on Saturday, officially. And over that time... Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's a it's a milestone. And over that time, our organization has evolved and we have really focused on listening to the needs of women entrepreneurs in the province and adapting and evolving. So we offer financing up to $150,000, different workshops, training, conferences. We have an awards celebration that is unique to the province in celebrating women entrepreneurs specifically. 
and their contributions to our communities and our economy, which is something really, really important to acknowledge. That's that's a really exciting um, uh, position that that AWE holds. Certainly, uh, you know, being economically different, I guess, from some of the other organizations by both providing some of the programming and then some of the the celebration of the successes of the entrepreneurs for their contributions to the economy, as well as some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the programming to help position the entrepreneurs to, to really be able to take their business to the, to the next level. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit. So you, you talked about your background as being sort of the international market and helping companies position themselves to grow into new markets and explore opportunities there. Do you think, or I guess, what do you see from the Alberta landscape that might be different from the international landscape? And how has that maybe changed over the evolution of, of AW's history? You know, I know back in the day, there was much more of a focus on, on, on sort of closer to home and helping those, those homegrown companies really thrive and succeed locally, uh, whereas in more recent years, a, a big shift has been to helping them get positioned to, you know, to export product or their service internationally. Has that been driven mainly by demand of, of the entrepreneurs or is that something that more, you know, just, just economically, globally, that, that's a bigger trend? Yeah, that's a great question. There definitely is demand, but there also is a, a need for better awareness of the opportunities by entrepreneurs yeah. in Alberta. And it is, you know, we have such a vast array of talent and we have amazing products and services that should be shared with the world. And the world, if the world was aware of them, they would, they would absolutely demand them. So part mm-hmm. of it is, uh, the entrepreneurs themselves who, for one reason or another, have experience in global markets or through family ties uh, and even just the diversity of our population, quite often it's very close to home to have a tie to another country. And so looking at that from a business perspective, is it's a great opportunity. And a lot of times, unfortunately, in the past, the local market has provided enough that enough growth that the entrepreneurs didn't um, didn't spend as much time or as many resources on looking at global markets. And now, just with the economic situation Alberta found itself in, even pre-COVID, that looking outside of our borders as a province became more and more important to create a sustainable business model for a lot of entrepreneurs out there. That's really interesting. I know um, in my practice, I have a, a number of clients that would say the same thing. You know, they, they're they this, this local homegrown success story and they've got a really innovative product, technology, service, whatever the case is. And yet it's easier for them to be able to find traction globally, perhaps because of a, you know, a, a connection of a family member in another country or because another country has a, a particular maybe niche that isn't as, as well developed here. And so they've exported their technology or their service or their products before they've really found kind of a, a solid footing here in Alberta. And then once they've done that, then they come back to Alberta and, and everybody loves them. And they've got all this exposure and all this traction, yet they, they kind of had to leave their own backyard in order to really get that sustainable edge. And in some cases, even the proof of concept at a scale that uh, that will be sustainable. So I, I I think that's really interesting because I've certainly seen that a lot in in my uh, practice as well. 
I wonder if maybe you had some comments. So we've talked about sort of, you know, going international and we've talked about challenges of entrepreneurs generally and the, the changing landscape. And and then we layer on top of that, uh, the you know, the economic crisis that we currently find ourselves in called COVID. And I wonder if you could comment on, I, I, I realize that things are still evolving, but I wondered if you could comment on maybe how AWE's role has has changed or what you've done differently to support the emerging and evolving needs of entrepreneurs in, in these unprecedented times? Well, there certainly are themes that are emerging for, for all small business owners in particular. And a big portion of our entrepreneurs are small business owners. And so this is you know, across the board, there are a lot of significant challenges for small businesses in generating the revenue they need to and creating, uh, you know, a way to get through the crisis and then also to look to recovery. One of the big themes we're seeing is around, you know, the customer base and the revenue model and what does that look like and how does that impact the decisions that need to be made around operations and, you know, really difficult decisions and in some cases heartbreaking decisions in terms of, of dealing with staffing and dealing with your your physical space. All of those things that, you know, you've, you've put your heart and soul to, into as an entrepreneur growing your business and having to make some really quick decisions and adjustments as the crisis has progressed. You know, when we look at those themes, women are being particularly hit hard, women entrepreneurs, because of often the, the industries in which they have built their businesses. So service-based industries, there's still a heavy concentration of, of women entrepreneurs that have businesses related to service, and those have been hit extremely hard by by COVID and by all of the the new safety and distancing and all of those rules that have come into place. And consumer behavior has shifted considerably as well because of, of the current situation. But when we look at what we're doing as an organization, I think one of the really interesting observations I have over the past few months is we have worked really hard over the 25 years. And I can, I'll say the, the royal we, I haven't been with AWE for 25 <laughs> years, but I, I, I know enough about the history that the organization has worked very hard to build trusted relationships with our clients and with our community. And so we uh, were able to listen very quickly. Uh, That's not a big shift for us to listen to what the needs are, to really have honest conversations about what the challenges are, what the possible solutions could be. And we have spent a lot of time listening and helping navigate a lot of the resources that are out there and also helping to explore new resources or innovation to be able to help move our entrepreneurs into recovery effectively. Mm, interesting. There's so many of these these businesses that have had to make some some really heartbreaking decisions and some decisions very quickly um, that that weren't part of you know anybody's strategic plan or or growth plan or or even operations plan. Are you finding that in the right circumstance that there's any level of optimism left with any of these entrepreneurs for what that recovery and or that opportunity might look like in the future? Yes. I think there is one one common thread across is that entrepreneurial spirit still shines. And oh, that's great. There's, 
Yeah, there's always a search for a solution. There's always a search for, uh, you know, this, this is a period of time that we have to get through. We're going to get through it together, but then we're going to look to the other side of it. And what have we learned? What have we improved? What have we changed? What new opportunities have come our way? And so that's a noticeable shift. The first month was a lot of, I think all of us were reeling with all of the changes that were happening yeah. in our lives and in, in the business community, uh, everything. You know, that first month was, you know, a lot of asking questions, trying to understand what resources were out there, how to make these decisions. And the last month, there has been a lot of focus on action. What can I do? What changes can I make? Where can I go with my business, given this new reality that we're in and the, the way the future is going to look? That's that's comforting to hear that that there's still that seed of optimism and that spirit to want to you know move move forward as as productively and as resourcefully as as possible. And I I would echo that. I've certainly seen that as as you mentioned. I think that the first month people were really kind of trying to figure out what this meant for them personally, for their business, for their families. You know, take those steps to make themselves safe. And then beyond that, there was there was a very definite shift where. It went from framework of, well, how, how am I going to do my business or, or, or what can I still do to looking for opportunities to find ways to continue to provide services. So not how can I stop doing it or, or do I continue to have to do this or, but, but a, a flip to the positive about, well, let me find a creative way to continue to you know, service my clients in a completely different way than we've ever had to before. And, and then coming further away from that, I'm hearing a lot of people say, you know what, some of these things are actually better. Why didn't we do this sooner? You know, like I think there will be some lasting innovation and <clears throat> excuse me, and implementation that that we'll continue to see. Definitely. There are some there are some exciting things happening in the space of innovation. And, you know, we have been fast forwarded into digital transformation in business much faster than a lot of people anticipated because of the current mm. situation. And so what, one thing I've observed is even for ourselves as a support organization, just the ecosystem focus on building solutions together to actually uh, look at innovation, to look at making sure that, uh, you know, everyone in the entrepreneurship space is included for those ideas, for that global connectivity, for the the way forward uh, for for the province, for our businesses. So that's been actually a really exciting development. And to see the focus on what tools and resources do entrepreneurs actually need to to move their businesses into the the digital space that they need to be in, and to look at the entrepreneurs that are really embracing it that are looking at building, you know, not only have they focused on building their their physical community, but also now their online community, which isn't limited to only the neighborhood they live in or the city they live in or the province they live in. Well, Marcel, it's been really great um, uh, chatting with you. We will make sure to post your um, contact details and the website to AWE in the uh, show notes so that people can reach out to you with any further questions. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for inviting me and I look forward to more conversations in the future.
joining the podcast today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe or follow to get notified when we have an update.